Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Good morning. Today we're going back to school. Well, in a way, with Rock Valley College, we have Marianne Axe, the Rays Program Coordinator here this morning. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. You look beautiful as ever. So (laughs) we've known each other for many, many years. I did not know that you were part of the Rays Program at Rock Valley College. So let's start at the very beginning. What does Rays stand for? RAISE stands for Rock Valley College Academic Institute for Successful Employment. All right, so what exactly does that mean? Well, it means that it's a series of courses that ultimately lead to employment for individuals who might not be successful in uh, traditional college classes. Um, Our students are those with academic deficits uh, for whom regular college coursework would be too rigorous. We require that our students have a minimum of third grade academic skills, can navigate the campus independently, are emotionally stable, and can follow the Rock Valley Code of Conduct. Those are our minimum requirements. So students, basically, with disabilities, and we're talking about all kinds of disabilities? All kinds. Typically, these are students with an individual education plan, an IEP. Um, So they have an identified disability that makes it difficult for them to learn in a traditional classroom setting. Everything from cognitive impairments, uh, attention and focus issues, students with Down syndrome, autism, any issue that would make regular college coursework simply too rigorous. All right, so this is a chance for these students to integrate with the general quote-unquote population as well as get more of an education and a better quality of life. It's a post-secondary opportunity for students who might typically not get that opportunity to go to Rock Valley with their same age peers and have the same experiences that their peers are having. How long has this program been in existence? Well, it's been in existence since 2010, but it's kind of been a best-kept secret at Rock Valley. As more people are finding out about it, um, we've, we've grown from a handful of students taking one computer class to an enrollment of around 40 taking six different classes. And as the word gets out, we know that our enrollment will continue to grow. Does it mean one day you're going to have your own building, or where are you at now currently? Different <laughs> oh, level? Oh, that would be a dream. <laughs> um, right now, we we do, Rock Valley does provide classroom facilities, but we kind of get the leftovers. Okay. We are self-sustaining <laughs> as far as um, our tuition covers all the costs, covers my salary, um, the salaries of our five instructors. So that's why I'm kind of excited to be here. We have been the beneficiary of scholarships through the Rock Valley College Foundation, which has enabled us to offer the opportunity to a handful of students that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford the $300 a class tuition. Uh, We have five districts, five school districts that participate And it's kind of a win-win for them because students with an IEP can remain with a school district until they turn 22. So that can become a logistical and um, financial burden for districts. They're going to typically keep routing these students through classes they've already had for lack of, you know, electives. Uh, This is the way that they can provide transportation, send them to the college, They get a program that doesn't duplicate what students get at the high school. It's a program that focuses on everything from personal empowerment, how do I advocate for myself, what are my rights as a disabled person, to um, community integration, financial literacy. We offer two career classes, 
that are kind of the uh, centerpiece, and those emphasize job seeking, resumes, interviewing, and especially those soft skills that are needed to be successful in the workforce. We're talking to Marianne Axe from Rock Valley College, the RAISE program coordinator, about their program, RAISE, if you're just joining us. So is there a, an age, a bracket that you work with? Um, typically 18 to 22. However, we do have students that um, graduate and are older than 22. I think 28 is probably the oldest student that we've had. It probably wouldn't be appropriate for us to have 30- and 40-year-olds in the program. So, yes, we're focusing on typical college-age students. Do you have to pre-register right after graduation? Like I said, five districts. We have five participating districts, Rockford, Harlem, Winnebago, Ogle, Belvedere, who send us high school students who have not yet turned 22. And then we have the individual families that um, register and uh, enroll on their own. I can imagine if a student with a learning disability is with their peers in a high school that we just mentioned and graduation time comes around and people are talking about where they're going to go, then now they can actually kind of chime in as well. It's really wonderful. Yes, this gives them the opportunity. You know, we have students who just for whatever reason can't pass the placement test. They still have uh, skill sets. They, They can bring a lot of ability to a job, a lot of different skills and abilities. Simply because they can't pass the placement test shouldn't uh, disclude them or discount them or keep them from having opportunities to prepare themselves to go out and get a job. So the race program has been in existence for roughly, you say, about 10 years yeah. or so, right? And I've never heard of it before. You hear of all the other non-for-profits in the state line area, but now we're just starting to find out about raise. Why, why is that? Well, one of the, we didn't want to put the cart before the horse. Working, being self-sustaining, it's almost like if we advertise too much and our phone rings off the hook, we have to scramble mm-hmm. to provide coursework and instructors and personnel to, to manage the program. Sure. So we're trying to do it incrementally, but um, particularly with the explosion of autism in our community, we do know that there's a tremendous need. And once people realize that students who are, for lack of opportunity um, sitting at home playing video games could be attending Rock Valley College and gaining those soft skills that are going to enable them to segue into the workforce. Is there like a job placement portion of this program? Working on that. Okay. Um, Currently, I've gotten involved with career services. So um, every student in our career skills development class um, goes with me over to career services and creates a resume. And then we bring local business people in to do uh, mock interviews with our students, which is we're always looking for Mm -hmm. individuals to do those mock interviews. Hint, hint, they're coming up in April. So, (laughs) Uh, The difference between Ray's and the other non-for-profits in the area, I guess, is that you're more about the educational part where some of the other, like Gigi's Playhouse and such, is about quality of life and existence. We're about quality of life and and having meaningful peer relationships as well. But um, what sets us apart is we're a post-secondary academic experience. And a piece that we are working on is developing peer mentors and really um, integrating our students into the social aspects on campus. Our athletic director, Darren Monroe, has been absolutely wonderful in encouraging his athletes to par- participate in different activities with our students. So that's that's a start. It's, it's definitely a goal of ours to really build that that social aspect. 
We are talking to Marianne Axe from the RAISE program. She's the program coordinator at Rock Valley College. So, RAISE, again, what does it stand for again? Rock Valley, Rock Valley College Academic Institute for Successful Employment. All right. Now, as a parent, maybe my child falls into this category, getting out of college or, or getting out of school, looking at colleges. How do I get in touch with you to sign up or be a part of this? You can um, take a look at the Rock Valley College website, click on disability, well, click on student services, click on disability support services, and then drop down to raise, and you can find out about the program. Our scholarship applications, our registration forms are also on that page. Or you can come to the Student Center. Our offices are in the basement, Disability Support Services. Uh, you can talk to me. Um, you can talk to my supervisor, Lynn Shattuck. You're welcome. In- individuals are welcome to come observe and see if this is indeed an appropriate fit for their student. Um, we welcome that. So basically, yeah, it's um, we're enrolling now for next fall. So again, the website that we should go to? Is there a possibility? Rock Valley College website. Rock Valley College's website. Okay. So as a person involved with the RAISE program from pretty much its inception, um, past success stories that you'd like to share that the program is working um, without naming well, individuals? Yes. We, we are happy that we have individuals who have gotten jobs, who are working and in the program. We have individuals who have made the leap to regular college classes. Um, we always like to see that. We have individuals who are very engaged with Starlight Theater. And it's just gra- it's just gratifying. We've got we've got students that have made the leap over to Project Search, which is coordinated through Ramp, and that's a that's a good bridge to employment. Yeah, we've we've it's it's one of the reasons that I was delighted to segue from being a special education teacher case manager to coordinator of this program was I I would see my students having great academic success and just uh, more importantly a meaningful experience that is very similar to their peers their non disabled peers. That's great. That, that was my, yeah. my next question was, how does that make you feel personally, knowing that you're changing lives? That's it's great. it's it's wonderful. Um, you know, it, it, it the program is self sustaining, so I'm not in it for the money. That's sure. for sure. It's a labor <laughs> of love, um, but it's yeah, it's it's incredibly gratifying. Now, right now at this time of the year, anytime actually, in the state of Illinois, it seems like. Everybody's looking for some help from the state. This is all strictly funded by currently. Yes, currently tuition funds mm-hmm. it. Um, the districts were very grateful to the participating districts. They provide our bread and butter. They they provide the bulk of our financial support. But we do have a dozen private pay individuals. Four or five of them are beneficiaries of scholarships through the Rock Valley College Foundation. One particular family, the, Sil- the Jim Sylvester family, um, have been incredibly supportive of the program. Very grateful to them. There must be a lot of grants. Are you applying for grants for the program? Because I mean, um, it's just so of a new program right, compared to all the other organizations. Right. It's got to be um, tough. That is uh, definitely uh, on the agenda to apply sure. for grants. It's it's a tricky process. Most grants require that you know they're not just going to give you money. They want you to take the money and then use it to become self-sustaining so that, you know, it's not a continuous, we got to keep giving you money. Are there other programs at other universities such as the RAISE program? There are, but not in this, right in this area. There are some really wonderful programs um, that we have tried to model ourselves after. 
Shepherd's College in Wisconsin is amazing. Judson University has a program. Um, We have a student that's segueing from our program to Judson's program. We're just kind of a little bit of a wannabe still. Still growing, but the fact that uh, the awareness is now getting out there, uh, the point of this conversation is to let more and more people know that Rock Valley College is also a, a, a choice, an yes, option. Yes, we, we really appreciate that because we do know that there there's a large segment of the population that isn't aware that these students who think, oh, I can't go to Rock Valley College, I wasn't very successful in high school. Yes, you can. You know, we can provide the kind of support and classes that differentiate for different abilities um, and make it so that non-traditional students can access the academic material that they need to be successful. It's amazing because, you know, we have, I think there's a program at Rock Valley College where when you lose your job, you can go there and Mm -hmm. learn skills to find other jobs and such. And now here's another program out of the normal classroom settings for individuals with learning, you know, challenges to find connections. Your atypical students. Yep, Down syndrome, um, Williams syndrome, autism, like I said, cognitive impairments. We have a visually impaired young lady. And it, and it, what's gratifying to me is it's, it's finally there is some um, acknowledgement that these individuals are, are, tend to be your most conscientious employees, mm-hmm. your most cheerful employees. Loyal. Um, loyal, <laughs> um, enthusiastic. Yeah. My students, you know, coming from teaching high school and sometimes having to keep my students awake, this is a whole different ball game. These these kids, and I shouldn't call them kids; they're young adults. They're excited to be there. They they realize that this is this is a neat opportunity, and so they're just a joy to be around. Anyone that ever comes and observes just comes away feeling good. Um, we have uh, community people come in and speak to our students. Prairie Street Legal has come in and explained what their uh, civil rights are. Um, they've come in and talked about. What do you do if you're in a uh, unhealthy relationship? What do you do about that? How do you recognize it? Where do you go? What agencies are out there to help you? But the the people that come in and speak always just they want to come back. Right, you know, it's just of, such a positive experience. I'd like to hear the answers. There's a lot of questions that we all have. I mm-hmm. think, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, these are these are nuts and bolts, uh, daily living questions and skills that we could all benefit from learning about. Sure. We're talking to Marianne Axe, the RAISE program coordinator at Rock Valley College. Uh, Before we wrap up again, what does RAISE stand for? Rock Valley College Academic Institute for Successful Employment. And now you've heard about it, and you can get more details at the Rock Valley College website. You can check them out as well. Marianne, thank you for coming in and enlightening us about a new program, RAISE. Somewhat new. It's been around for a decade, but now we're actually. It's a new incarnation, definitely. We we are offering some really wonderful courses, uh, gone from one course to six. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Going in the right direction. Yes. If you'd like to find out more, be sure to check out Rock Valley College's website. More with this week in the state line in a moment. Today we decided to walk to school. The light counted 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. He realized he forgot his homework. I hope he doesn't have another bad day at school. 
When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's Understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to Understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. And welcome back to This Week in the State Line. We're talking to the Center for Sight and Hearing. Our marketing manager, Heather Carr, is here this morning. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Here to talk about not only their big fundraiser coming up called Dining in the Dark, but also to enlighten us a little bit about the Center for Sight and Hearing. Where are you located, and what's it all about? Easy enough on location. We're on Lyford Avenue. If you know where the Cracker Barrel is, north of East State Street, we're just a little bit north of that. So if you're heading east towards uh, 90, we're just a little bit past 90. Been in that location since 2003. Kind of looks like a big house on the hill. (laughs) And uh, anybody can go and check it out, or is it just being... Uh, directed by a doctor, physician, or what? We are actually the state line's only dual specialty nonprofit clinic. So we actually have audiologists and optometrists on staff. So we're a vision clinic and an audiology clinic. So people can come and make appointments and get their eyes checked or their ears checked and see what's going on. Oh, so you make an appointment and it's covered with Medicare, I would imagine, too, and such? It is, and that's part of what makes us unique. We're one of the only providers in the area that actually accepts Medicare and Medicaid. We also do private pay and a number of regular health insurance plans. Do you find that uh, with the invention of cell phones and apps and everything like that, that people's eyes are starting to go faster now? It's actually, the technology is a good thing because the smartphones and with hearing aids, you can attach those to smartphones, the Bluetooth technology. It's for those who are blind or are losing their sight or have low vision or those with hearing issues. We can actually use that technology to help them manipulate through their day and, you know, read books and do menus and announce who's calling and, you know, various things and amplify the sounds. So um, it can actually be advantageous for most people to have a smartphone if they have either a vision or hearing loss. Probably discover a lot of cataracts and such at the center, I would imagine, right? We do. When we do regular exams, um, people often have glaucoma or cataracts, um, diabetic retinopathy. That's what Dr. Russell, one of our optometrists, looks for to see. Um, obviously, as you age, you're more likely to have certain eye issues come across. Macular degeneration also affects a number of um, the older population where you lose your central vision and you have your peripheral vision left. So we want to catch those things early. We don't actually do the surgeries at the center but we can refer to other um, ophthalmologists and surgery centers in the area, and we get a number of referrals coming from other providers to us because we specialize in low vision care um, for those who are losing their sight or who are blind. All right, so you don't carry lenses, and if you have a prescription, you don't want to go for lens and frames and such like that, right? We have a limited number of frames, and we do the prescriptions for uh, lenses, so we can order glasses. We hope eventually to have a full optical shop. We don't at this point in time to have an optician on staff, although Dr. Russell is pretty handy in making some minor adjustments along the way. But optometrists and ophthalmologists anymore are required to hand you your prescription so you can take it wherever you want to go to get your um, glasses taken care of. But we do the full exams. Very good. We're talking to Heather Carr, the marketing manager for the Center for Sight and Hearing. Uh, I'm also having you here because you have a very special event coming up, your eighth annual Dining in the Dark event. And tell us a little bit more about this event because it's It's, unique. It is a very unique event. Um, Because we specialize in low vision care and vision care in general, this event gives people the opportunity to see what it's like for some people who are blind or have low vision 
what they experience three times a day when they sit down to a meal or when they go out to a restaurant. We serve a four-course meal for individuals, and we have blindfolds available, so people basically put the blindfolds on for each course of the meal and try to figure if they can find the food on their plates. We have volunteers who will help guide a little bit, but it's amazing to see what you either miss or you don't actually get into your mouth. And trying to pour uh, water or tea into the glasses is quite an experience as well. I actually attended the event last year. I wasn't on staff yet. One of the things I discovered as well is that being blindfolded, you could hear throughout the room, but we look for visual cues oftentimes when we're in conversation. So it's really hard for me to hear the people even right next to me. Even though I was blindfolded, my hearing was fine, but it's disorienting along the way. Um, but we make it a fun evening with some music, a short presentation of what the center does. We do a wine pole. It's a blind wine pole. The bottles are decorated. Um, you see, you don't know what you're getting exactly, but you get that for contribution to the center. This year, we're going to do a little um, orientational ability training, either blindfolded or not, see if people can actually maneuver with their white canes, which is one of the services we offer at the center is actually helping people to travel through the community, get from their home to whatever destination they want to do. So during the event, we're going to give a little taste of that as well. well you're talking about with the cane and going through an obstacle course. Um, you know, you may be able to walk in the dark to the bathroom at night because you're very familiar with that. You've seen it before. But this is going to be how it would be if you had no vision to go somewhere completely foreign and try to figure out and maneuver your way through, right? Exactly. Part of one of our services um, that Sean does, he's our vision rehabilitation specialist, is really teach people how to get from their front door to public transportation, or if they're out walking on sidewalks or from curbs, how to cross streets safely, what to listen for in the queues, even just walking down a hallway in an unfamiliar area, using the white cane to kind of tap back and forth and know if there are any obstacles in front of you. So as part of the event we kind of want to set a few things up so that people can see if they can just briefly take that white cane and maneuver through some obstacles and find what's in front of them and obviously we'll make sure nobody trips or falls but um, get a taste for what it is you know would happen if they were to start losing their sight all right so the dining in the dark celebration event it is dinner uh, would be thursday march 19th at the radisson hotel and conference center on bell school road uh what time's it start and how do i get tickets we're going to start with cocktails about five thirty, program about 6 dinner about six fifteen. tickets can be found online at www.cshni.org which is the center's website you can also give us a call at 332-6800 or you can stop by and see us in person and purchase your tickets. They're $100 per person, tables of eight. So basically $800 for a table of our friends and family. If you want to come and join us, tickets are on sale now. It's such a unique night that even I thought, well, you know what? I will, I'd love to MC it with you. And you've extended an invitation, and I will be your MC for this as well, which would be great. Um, I'll try the obstacle course as well. That's, that's intriguing <laughs> to learn the other side of what people are going through because you know you can always look and say oh look but there's a reason why we're helping out and that's why there's a center exactly we're glad to have you on board joining us as the mc we really the idea of the event is to give people a feel for the services that we provide how we help those with low vision how we help those with hearing loss and really what this experience is like for people on a daily basis in their homes or out in the community are there any kind of uh, items that are going to be auctioned off We have at least one auction item. We're still working on a couple of them. We have a skydiving package for one skydiver and an observer out of Rochelle for thanks to uh, Chicagoland Skydiving. So we're excited about that opportunity. So there may be a couple other items we'll throw in there, too, for sort of a live auction 
um, giveaway type thing. So all in hopes to raise a little money for the center because we're a nonprofit organization. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. With the funds raised from the 8th Annual Dining in the Dark event, where does the funds go? We help individuals who may not have the capabilities themselves financially to pay for exams or eyeglasses, hearing aids. We work with the Lions oftentimes. They're partners with us um, for funding as well. Um, So it's general services that we provide. A third of our patients are children, and a number of the patients are low-income families. When you talk about the hearing portion of the Center for Sight and Hearing, uh, is it for not only just AIDS, but, I mean, is there something else? I mean, you do tests and such? We do. We have three audiologists on staff, and they all do hearing exams. They take care of both our vision and um, audiology, take care of special needs patients, those who may have anxiety or autism, developmental or intellectual disabilities. With the hearing exams, we also then do hearing aids. We have those available for sale. Try to match the person with the hearing aid that best suits what their hearing loss is and what will give them the maximum amount of hearing capabilities, if possible. We also do hearing aid adjustments and some small, minor hearing aid repairs, all right there in the center. So it's a really convenient one-stop shop for both audiology, hearing, and vision side. And again, we are talking to Heather Carr, the marketing manager for the Center for Sight and Hearing this morning. Uh, again, where are you located? Because a lot of people are just finding out about this. Sure. We're at uh, 8038 McIntosh Lane, which is right off of Lyford Road, north of East State Street. If you're heading just beyond uh, I-90, we're out that way, close to the Cracker Barrel. All right, and are you open to the general public? Anyone and everyone can walk in and and get tested and such? We are. You can call and schedule an appointment or go online and schedule an appointment, and we're happy to serve people of all ages. Which is great. And again, get those tickets for the 8th Annual Dinner, Dining in the Dark. That'll be an awesome event. That's going to be Thursday, March 19th, the Radisson Hotel and Conference Center. That's on Bell School Road. You know where that is. So we look forward to seeing you there. It should be an interesting evening. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. We're going to have a, hopefully 150, 200 people come out and attend and see what it's like to put the blindfolds on and just enjoy a social evening together. You know, it'll put you into a different frame of mind when you see someone who is challenged and trying to you know, negotiate a life as we know it, and you take it for granted, your sight, your hearing, um, a lot of those sensories we take for granted, and this would be a great way to realize the quality that you have, the life that you have. So thanks for coming in, Heather. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line 